earth, O God, and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For God, you are our strength, you are our rock, and it is you alone who has redeemed us. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. For just a few moments, I want to preach from the topic, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm sure anyone who has had a television, a few years ago, one of the telephone networks that are selling cell phone service had a commercial on and they were talking about how expansive their coverage was versus the coverage of their competitors. And so they had that individual walking around with his phone and tapping on it like we sometimes, can you hear me now? Can, can, can you hear me now? And trying to find that right location and space in which hearing was made easier. They were saying that our cell phone coverage is so awesome that no matter where you go, you'll be able to get a signal. You can go high, you can go low, but we are the ones who will give you the best signal. The core concept was what good is a cell phone if you cannot hear when the other person on the other line is calling? What good is it to have all of the mechanics right except for there is no signal? I am convinced today, my sisters and my brothers, that many people, even believers from time to time, become so inundated and so overwhelmed by what's going on in their life that they allow distractions to get in the way of them being able to hear the voice of the master calling. I am consistently believing and aware that the divine creator, God, is calling. God is calling you. And many people will say that they prayed this morning. If I were to do a survey and say, did you pray this morning? Most people, would, many people, definitely in church, I mean, this is the environment that's right for the right answer. Did you pray this morning? Just wave your hand if you prayed this morning. Amen. I understand that many people prayed. They were on one side of the telephone line and they were talking. But if I were to go then and do a second layer probe and ask you after you were praying, what did God say to you? It might go crickets. Because many of us are conditioned in our prayer life to do all of the talking and none of the listening. Now that's not a condemnation, that's just an observation. That many people, when you think about praying, you talk to God. That's what we call it. We talk to God. But when you really talk 
to someone, there is a dialogue, a back and a forth. And when we are not intentional about listening, we end up having one-sided conversations. And so when you have a one-sided one-sided conversation, you, if you've ever been married or you've ever been in relationship, you will hear that person say, I don't think you're listening to me. You're not hearing me. You, you're not hearing me like I need you to hear me. In other words, you're doing all of the talking, but when it comes time to listening, you have turned off your receptors. When it comes time to getting the instruction from God, we oftentimes have turned off our receptors. Now, that might seem like it would be okay if you do it for a day. But what happens is if you give the devil an inch, he usually takes a mile. If you let the devil ride, sooner or later he's going to want to drive. And so what happens is you take that moment in which you say, well, you know, I just had to do a quick prayer, so I did a quick talking, but I didn't do any listening. And the next thing you know, you are in a habit-forming behavior, and now all you do is talk, 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 jabber, jabber, jabber. And God is saying, but can you hear me now? I, you, you, you did just talk to me, right? So, so I was trying to answer, but by the time I was answering, you had gotten in your car. By the time I had answered, you had turned on Orange is the New Black. By the time I was answering, you had you were all up in the empire. By the time I was answering, you had gone on to something else. Here's the cautionary tale, because you can get by, but why would you want to limp when you were made to fly? Why would you want to just crawl when you are meant to soar above all of the access that the divine desires to grant to us and to give to us can only be experienced or can be experienced most when we are in relationship, when there is some balance, when we do some listening and talking. Therefore, Scripture teaches us to be still and know that God is God. Every one of us needs to have some stillness time every day. Some stillness time. And I know it's not easy if you are a young mother with active children. Stillness time only happens at bedtime. I mean, you from the moment you wake up in the morning, you got a task to the time you go to bed, you have a task. And then by the time you get finished with all those tasks, you lay in the bed exhausted. I understand. But take time. Make time. Because the only way to be best for those whom we love, even the little ones in our lives, is for us to be best for ourselves. So this particular text to the church at Laodicea is an indication or gives us an observation of what happens in a community of people who move so fast that they don't gain traction in their spiritual relationship with God. What happens when you are more talk and less walk? What happens when you are not intentional about the intimacy that God calls us to. What happens? Well, it's right there in the book. It says, to the church 
in Laodicea, right? These are the words of the amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. Mm. What, what, what happened? You, you're not cold. You're not hot. You are just, ugh. I wish, the scripture says, I wish that you were either cold or hot. I wish that you were either one. I'd know what to do with you. So because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. I, I, I. Oh, the imagery is real and right. When we are neither cold nor hot, it upsets God's stomach. It, it, It upsets the essence of the divine creator when we have all of this resemblance of everything but don't have any, no energy to make stuff happen. When all we can do is talk about it when we feel like talking about it, and then when we don't feel like talking about it, we don't even talk about God. We just, you know, it, it's just, you know, God is just like some something, a program that's running in the background of our mind, but not the motivator of all the actions that we have. I wish you were cold or hot. When we are not listening, It is as though we're drawing further and further away from the source of our supply. And when you are further and further away from the source, very much like your cell phone, when you are further and further away from the tower, your signal starts to drop. Uh Oh, y'all see this. Some folks got cell phones, am I right? If you are not close to the tower, I I, I recognize that yesterday when I I was driving and we had presbytery meeting and went to to, um, Homer. And Homer, for whatever reason, Sprint and Homer don't necessarily coincide very well. And, and, and so when Sprint and Homer weren't in constant communication, uh, I, I could not hear anybody calling me. I, I could look at it, and, and finally you look at it, and it goes from four bars to three bars to two bars to one bar to one X extended service. It goes from LTE to 3G, and then finally, finally, after a while, it just said, no service. Now, this is very enlightening because for those who rely on Siri, you got to have some connection to talk to Siri. And so if you are using Siri to get you to where you are going, trying to find an address that you forgot to plug in when you left home, because they have extended memory, so it, it remembers where you said. But if you don't have service, and then you try to get service, and you try to get directions, but you don't have service. Mm. But I, I hope you can see where we're going with this, because in that same way it is in our relationship with God. If you haven't talked in a while, and you're not intimate, and you're not close to the divine, the further away you get from your source, 
you start getting weak. The further you get away from the signal, your signal starts going down. And when your signal goes down, then you start going through the motions. And when you're going through the motions, you know what to say. You know when to say it. You know how to say it. But nothing is really stirring on the inside in your soul. When was the last time you got invigorated by God? The last time you felt the fire burning on the inside the last time you knew that there was something that you had to do and nothing and nobody could distract you you had to do it because God was calling you to make it happen God was saying you got to do this and you felt so compelled that nothing could distract you now that's hot that's that's hot I mean, when you wake up in the morning, you got to get it, get it done, got to get it done, got to get it, get it, get it, get it done, got to do it, got to do it, going to do it, going to do it, get to do it. Hot. Now, that God can deal with that. But the other thing is cold. Uh, uh, crickets, 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 crickets. I'm cold. I'm not talking to God. I ain't doing nothing. I'm not going to church. I'm not praying. I'm not doing anything. I am cold. I I mean, even the believers I know I ain't even trying to talk to. I see them coming, and, you know, they talk about see you later. I say, not if I see you first. I mean, they are just, I mean, I'm just trying to move on. I'm moving on because I'm cold. I'm cold. I've been hurt. I've been misused. I've been abused, and I don't even feel like loving anymore. I don't feel like trying anymore. I don't feel like caring anymore. God knows what to do with that. Because God's still speaking, and God knows to send somebody to your rescue. But what happens is many people like God as a part-time lover. God is your part-time lover. We use God. Oh, I didn't want to say it. I didn't even want to think that thought. But it, it's almost like God is, um, is a call that we call late in the midnight hour because we got an itch that needs to be scratched. So we call on God because the itch needs to be scratched. But once the itch gets scratched, we back to, we're back to normal. Till that itch comes again, then all of a sudden, hey, God, what you doing? <laughs> can we talk? Uh, can, can I come over? Well, I just want to kick it, God. We just want to kick it with God. Watch some Netflix. Netflix movie's over, we go on home. God is saying, you know what? We, I thought we had a good time. I, I thought I thought we were I thought we had communion together. I thought we were I thought we were real. And next thing I know, I'm calling you. I'm texting you. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? God is consistently working to reach out to us. But can you hear God? 
Are you listening? Are you open to what God is saying? Because don't expect God to always speak in the same way God spoke yesterday. You don't put God in that box. See, being open to God means that we can see God in the storm and in the rain. It means that we learn to dance through the raindrops. It means that we understand that certain times stuff happens even to the strongest believer. No matter who you are, some stuff happens in your life. But when you're hot for God, when you're on fire for God, you can get things done. When you're on fire, it says, no matter what happens around me, I know the presence of God surrounds me. And as long as the presence of God surrounds me, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, even if I've got to go through the alley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, even when the doctor says, there's nothing else I can do. I still know that God can carry me through, even when the doctors throw their hands up, even when my friends turn their backs on me, even when there's nobody that I can call, even then God is available. And God is calling. Behold, I stand at the door and... But now if you don't hear the knock, or if you don't get up, and open the door, it's not that God didn't stop by. The problem is not on God's end, it's on our end. And so, God is standing, saying to us today, can, can you hear me now? I, I, I'm talking to you, can, can, can you hear me now? Do you know what I'm saying? You said you were praying, do you know what I'm saying? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and them with me. You see, when you think about eating, eating is an intimate act. I mean, sometimes, you know, we, we go to restaurants sometimes, and some of us don't mind going by ourselves, and we just sit there, plop down, no matter who is around, and we just eat. Now, sometimes that's your situation. That's just, you know, you're, you're single, you are widowed, and you're hungry. When you're single, widowed, and hungry, you're just going to go and sit and eat. You don't always have a friend that you can call on. But if you were to ask yourself, which would I rather have, if given my options and all of my choices, I would choose to eat with a friend. I would choose to eat with somebody who makes me laugh. I would choose, am I right about it? I, I mean, given a choice, would you not choose to eat with somebody who loves you? I mean, somebody who loves you might say, you don't want to take that next bite. <laughs> I mean, some, I mean, to eating with somebody, they, they might say, you do, you, didn't you tell me you was a diabetic? Uh-huh. So li those lemon bars might not be helpful to your, uh, your, your diet. And this is somebody who loves you. But when you sit there all by yourself, you start commiserating about why you have to be all by yourself. And in the midst of commiserating about eating by yourself, all of a sudden you start getting a little sad and depressed. Boom. They ha I'm at the buffet. Well, 
Um, yeah, I think I will have that extra piece of peach cobbler. Yes, I will most definitely have that angel food cake. Yes, I've ain't, yeah, I most sure. Why not red velvet? I, I mean, why? Because, uh, do you see how this thing works? It just works that way, where we start turning internally and start feeling bad, and then because, you know, some of that sugar, I mean, the moment you eat it, the moment you start feeling a little bit better. In that moment, now 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, when your body is sluggish and you, you are almost in a food coma, <laughs> then all of a sudden you say, I don't know why I ate that. Then all of a sudden, the whole process starts all over again. You start getting mad at yourself, beating yourself up mentally. And so what do you do? You do something to make yourself feel better. What made you feel better the first time? A little bit more cake. I'm just saying what I'm saying. <laughs> so we, if given the choice, we would choose to eat with somebody, helps the digestion process, helps you to eat a little bit slower, helps you to be able to know when you're full a little bit faster. The whole process just works. So Jesus says, the scripture says, behold, I stand at the door and knock if any person opens the door and lets me in, I'll come in and eat with them and they with me. Uh, do, uh, do you see the, the, the relationship there? See, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. And is a conjunction junction. What's your function? Hooking up words, sentences, and phrases. So it hooks up. They will come in and I will eat with them and the conjunction. They will eat with me. Therefore, we will eat together. You see, sometimes when you got a part-time love, only one person gets satisfied. That's just a one-sided relationship, a one-sided situation. That's not, that's not us and them, that's just me. But when, they eat, when I'm eating with them and they are eating with me, there is connectivity, there is communion, and in that communion there are levels and layers of reciprocity. There's a give and there's a take, there's an ebb and there's a flow. There is a balance. So the door that is being knocked on, by the divine, is knocking on our lives. God is calling us. So what's he calling us to do? I can't tell you what he's calling you to do exclusively, but what I can do is say globally that what God is calling us to do is to do justice, is to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Micah 6, 8, to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with God. That's what the ultimate call is. Do justice, live to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I know he's calling us to do that and to love our neighbors as ourselves, not no cold kind of love. I love you as long as we're not in the same room together. I mean, I'm not going to say that some people don't, are not best loved from afar, but I am going to say that is it really love if it's from afar? How do we begin to build some of those bridges and tear down some of those walls between us and them? How do we make anybody else created the image of God who has messed up just like we have messed up? How do we make them them because they messed up differently than we messed up? 
when we acknowledge all of us have messed up. All of us have done some jacked up things. All of us have had some, some uh, part-time love affair with God. A lot of us have been renting and not owning our relationship with God. You there? Okay, we good. All right, I'm gone now. I'm coming, but I'm gone. Do you see where this goes? It's right there in the text that we lifted up today. I'm standing. I'm at the door. I'm knocking. Are you listening? When you listen, you begin to have wholeness in your life. When you listen, you begin to have fulfillment in your life. When you listen, you begin to have focus in your life. When you listen, you have direction in your life. When you listen, you are able to defeat all kinds of odds because you know there are no odds that God can't beat. Like a tree in winter, like a leaf in the wintertime clinging to a branch, fighting for your life and a second chance, you know and you trust that God has got me and God's going to keep me. And even if I fall from this tree in the springtime, something new is going to grow. And I'm not just going to die, but I'm going to fertilize that which is growing so that I will be able to be investing my energy in now into what's going to happen then. So your whole existence is no longer a waste. But if you can't be hot and you can't be cold, <laughs> God says, I got to spew you out. I, I don't want to be that way. I don't, I, I work to be hot. And when I'm cold, I work to at least know I'm cold. <laughs> the unfortunate part is when you think you hot and you're not. When, when, when you think, well, Lord, I'm willing to run with you. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army, but you ain't fighting no battles. <laughs> Last time you got in a battle was with you. Scared to fight the devil, scared to fight anybody else, sitting up in the house all dressed up with all your regalia going nowhere. There you go, sitting on the premises when you ought to be standing on the promises. <laughs> sitting on your blessed assets. <laughs> Doing no thing good. This is the scripture. This is the text. This is the time. This is the cry, the call. Get hot. Get hot. Get hot. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Get hot. Can you hear me now? Get hot. Can you hear me now? Get on fire. Can you hear me now? Get on fire. Can you hear me now? What? Can you what? Can you what? Can you hear me now? Live big. Live in victory every day, believing in God. Can you hear me now? Can, can, can you hear me now? We are victorious. We are, if God is for us, who can be against us? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I want you to be on fire because life is best when it's lived on fire. Life is best when it's lived on purpose. You can build the kingdom when you live on purpose. We are victorious. We are victorious. Nothing can conquer us. We are
you have been listening to a broadcast of Live Big Ministries, a ministry of Hollywood Presbyterian Church located 2840 Hollywood Avenue in Shreveport, Louisiana. If you're interested in supporting this ministry, we encourage you to go to livebigministries.com or follow us on Facebook. From now on, live in victory every day, believing in God.